Intent is the direction that search engines are going in, with Mindy Weinstein from Market Mindshift. Brought to you by Majestic, I'm David Bain and this is SEO in 2022. Mindy, what's your number one SEO tip for 2022? I love this question. So my number one tip is to focus a lot more time and attention to recognizing and identifying searcher intent. So that's not anything that is new per se, because that is something that I will tell you I've been talking about for years. But as things have continued to evolve, um, search engines are using newer technology They are really trying to understand the why and the what behind what someone is searching for. And so from an SEO perspective, we need to dig that deep too. It may not be that new, but I think SEOs until fairly recently have simply been going after as much traffic as possible. So I guess it's it's good to emphasize the importance of getting the right traffic and perhaps less of the right traffic is more important than too much traffic that just doesn't do anything when it lands on your site. Um, So... Thinking about intent and how search engines determine it, I mean, how do search engines actually determine intent? That's a really great question. And so search engines, like if you even look back at some of Google's like recent patents that they've gotten awarded to them, um, it's interesting to see because so much of it is on, you know, natural language processing and understanding relationships between words and all of that. And so I do believe they're using some of that to identify intent. And so what they're doing is they're looking at pages and identifying for this particular query you know, someone is doing some research and they want to know something. For this particular query, they want to buy something. And we do know that with intent, I mean, there's the micro moments. That's what Google calls them. So I just mentioned the no intent and buy intent, but there's all the things in between too that happen. And so um, Google's just getting smarter. You know, they're using the AI technology to do that, to understand us. And so uh, the thing too that I've just really personally been starting to focus on even more is you know, intent is something that I've looked at, and I can even get into some of the nitty gritty if we want. Um, but I focus a lot, even in SEO, on psychology because we have to really try to determine where someone is coming from when they search. And so I will be honest, it takes me a lot longer to do keyword research. But as you just mentioned, um, it's more about getting the right traffic. Because I can tell a client that, hey, guess what? You know, your traffic from organic search, you know, went up, you know, 50%. And that's great. I would be excited. I'd pat myself on the back. But the next follow-up question that I will always get, almost always, is that's great about our traffic. Do you know how many of those converted? So I might not be, you know, a conversion specialist, but I'm still held responsible for getting the right traffic. So that gets into that the whole mindset of understanding intent. So something else you mentioned was natural language processing. So does that mean that Google will just look for uh, an article, um, some content on a page that's just completely naturally written and keywords don't really work uh, or or uh, mean anything anymore? That's okay. That's a really good thing. And that you mentioned that because the thing is they do, they do matter. So when I'm saying, um, and I'll, let me just explain exactly what I mean here when I'm talking about intent and keyword research. So now what I'm doing when I do keyword research is I do spend a lot of time of, you know, not just going after the one word, you know, phrase. We're like, we're beyond that. I mean, yeah, it'd be great if I was a shoe company and I ranked number one for shoes. Like, that's great. But that's not really quality. You know, it's going to be something more specific. And so it's spending the time, like when I'm doing keyword research of, okay, 
knowing what I know, you know, about this particular type of searcher, if I'm working with a marketing department that has personas created, even like I'll go through those and I'll really try to get into like that mindset of if I was the searcher and I was facing this particular problem or, you know, looking for this type of solution, you know, what are the things I put in? And so we have to think about it that deeply. Uh, So talking about keywords, they still matter and they matter a lot. And actually I feel like they matter even more than before, even with the, you know, the natural language processing and all that, because we have to know what is someone going to actually like say into their phone when they're searching, what are they going to type? And, you know, we've gone beyond just the, let me type in one word, two words. I don't know about you, but I'll, I'll even put in a whole question into search, you know, like this is my question, you know, you type it in. And so it's really getting that deep. And so I feel like from SEO, um, perspective that we have to even become better at, at, you know, again, the psychological aspect of what we're doing and trying to drive that traffic and just identifying where someone's coming from. And it's also different, um, within different areas too. So, you know, I've worked with lawyers and, you know, they might service different, um, I've worked with a lot of different lawyers. They might serve different States, different ones I've worked with. And in one state, someone's going to describe, their car accident a lot different than another state, you know, or even different countries, the way we describe things. So um, that's what I'm referring to. So not that we're getting away from keyword research. It's actually, I feel like it's even more important. It's a very, um, it's a process that you got to spend some time. Cause I will say, even for me in the past, you know, you pull up your tools, you're like ready to go. And you like, you know, put in some related terms and you're like, good, I've got a list of a hundred. Boom. Let's check that off the list. It's a lot, a lot more than that now. So you bring up many interesting points there. Um, there are two questions <laughs> that immediately spring to mind for me. Um, okay. One is um, you talked you talked about just single word keywords. Uh, is there still a place for like single word and just two word keyword phrases, or is it much more effective now just to go for long phrases? And and just secondly, your your point in relation to um, how you service clients in many different places, many different states, mm-hmm. and probably many places around the world, and how different mm-hmm. people refer to different the same thing in different ways. Mm-hmm. So so how do you optimize for that? Do you have to build different pages or can you possibly optimize the same page for all these different phraseologies? Ooh, those are both really good questions. Um, so the first one, <laughs> I, as far as the, like going after like a one word, two word phrase, I'm just even thinking about some of, you know, the most recent keyword research I've done. I don't even think I had a one word keyword anywhere. I mean, cause it's just so broad, mm. you know, and not, but I'm always hesitant to say that's like across the board. Cause I'm sure there's a scenario where like that one word is very specific and relevant and it makes sense. I can't say that's for everyone. Um, what I'm really trying to say, and even to answer a question about the one word or two words is that it's to me, when I'm looking at keywords, I focus so much more on the relevancy versus just the volume. Because if I know that, this phrase is so relevant and I've taken the time to understand that if someone is searching for this, they are looking for a solution that we offer, you know, then I will go after that, even if it's a lower volume, because that's even where the intent, you know, understanding where they are and their process and trying to um, get them to convert. Because I know that maybe I won't get as many of those people because it's a lower volume, but oh, you better believe that when they get to us, they're like really ready to you know buy or fill out your form or to hire you or whatever it might be. And so, and then the other question, and that's something that comes up a lot of like, okay, so 
if I have like, there's different ways someone's going to explain something. Um, and that's, that's tricky. So I feel like it's going to get better over time, um, right now. And I think even into 2022, you know, you don't necessarily need to have like a separate page for each of those. And I'm even thinking of, um, a client that I had, um, that talked about like they offer uh, boat docks. And so in some areas, people refer to them as peers is what they said to me. And so, you know, that is tricky. And so within that, you know, naturally within content, you know, you can switch it out a bit, you know, use the both terms in there on one page. It gets to be a little bit much if you have it separated into each page, because that also gets into the whole, like, you don't need to have one page per keyword. I mean, you can have a lot of them on there. And then that goes back to even, you know, Google and the other search engines getting smarter and being able to understand, you know, what, what the page is about too. But those are great questions. So love those. Great. Great. Okay. Well, I've got another one. Hopefully this is going to be a great one as well. <laughs> well, one thing that you mentioned <laughs> as well, you also mentioned the word relevancy. So is that a manual task? Um, do you do keyword research and then actually go through your keywords and manually decide how relevant each one is? Or is there a, a good tool out there to actually determine that? Um. So a lot, so that's really good because I feel like too, there's a lot of just wisdom that you have to apply to your data. And I know that's such a cliche, you know, but um you know, a lot of it, I will knowing again, if I have to have information about who our target searchers are, um, but I will look at those and match them up. Is this particular phrase relevant to them? So I don't necessarily rely on a tool for that, but it can get to be a bit much. So, I mean, if you've got hundreds of keywords and you're trying to figure that out, you know, that's where you just have to scale it down. I mean, you're looking at your keywords and you're going to identify out of those ones, you know, which are the higher priority and which of those ones are more relevant, you know, than other ones too. And so the other thing, and I know I'm just probably getting like deeper and deeper and probably going to start overwhelming everybody, but, you know, once you do identify some of those that you're like the intent, it's there. I know this is the right intent. And I know that this is a phrase that's relevant. Um, you know, even being aware of what type of pages are showing up in the top of search results, like what is Google rewarding? That's important too, because it does go with intent, but also the fact of like, you know, if these kind of pages, are they more um, like government pages? You know, well, that's gonna be hard, you know, kind of thing. Or are they more pages that um, are article based and you already figured out was intent and you know, okay, if I give some people some helpful information, um, it's relevant, the intent's there, and I'm in, you know, the natural realm of what the search engines expect to see and what they're rewarding. So what kind of intent are you looking to map to keywords? Um, are you looking to map the awareness consideration purchase mm -hmm. phases of the customer journey or is it something else? Oh, no. Okay, that's great, too. Um, so you can tell you're really excited about this. So I'm probably going to say that's great. <laughs> you asked me. Um so when I'm going through the process, so if I'm working on, um, you know, my list of keywords, I've started on a project, you know, you have to be realistic in your time. So I will start with like, okay, let's just boil it down to what's the no intent and what's the buy intent. And when I say buy, it doesn't have to be like an e-commerce. I mean, it could be they want to hire your service. The idea is that they want a transaction of sorts. And so I'll just start with those two, you know, and then what I do, so I actually do two things pretty much very similar um, in time. So I will do that and I'll understand, okay, you know, 
based on these keywords, the pages that we need to optimize, or maybe we need to create, if it's a no intent, we're going to create like, you know, a guide or how to, you know, you're going to have an article, a white paper, that kind of thing. And obviously if it's the buy intent, I know that, okay, I can optimize my, you know, product pages or service pages and, or if I need to create new ones. But at the same time, what you just said is actually an additional exercise that I will do. So if we also, um, are looking at, okay, so we got that down. That to me, that's like the groundwork. But after you do that, you still then have to layer on top of it, you know, and the layering on top of it is thinking about that journey. And when someone is in the awareness stage, do we have those words and phrases that they'd be looking for? Because the idea is that you want them to show up to your site. And what you just, I actually just have it in three. Like I don't, I know there's a lot of different journeys you can go on, but I do the awareness consideration and then the purchase. And so I want to make sure that we've covered our basis on the awareness phase. We covered our basis on the consideration and then also on the purchase. And then there's post-purchase too. And with that, you know, when you're thinking about it, your more of your questions are going to show up in the awareness, you know? So when you're thinking about those, um, as you're moving through the consideration, you, you might have more like comparison type things. Obviously, by the time they're ready to make a purchase, they're going to be putting in more branded terms. But the idea is that each stage of that, that they keep getting to your website. So I do both things, but the foundational, cause I don't want to overwhelm anyone here. The foundational is what I was talking about. You know, just if you boil it down to the no intent and the buy intent, you know, and I just, in my keyword research, I put a little column and that's where I put the intent so that I know when I'm trying to optimize, because really the idea behind it too, is that if you're trying to go up against, uh, pages that are ranking and they're all the no intent and you've optimized a page, that's a product page. It's going to be very difficult for you. You know, but, um, but then once you've gone through all that foundational is when you can get into the like, okay, let's make sure we have all of our bases covered for that journey. And I like the fact that you actually mentioned the, the word or the phrase post-purchase as well, because um, mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of SEOs don't even think about that. A lot of marketers don't even think about that. But um, if someone has purchased something and they've got some kind of issue, they're not necessarily going to come to your website. Mm-hmm. They may search Google. Um, and if they can find the answer to what they're looking for, you're much mm-hmm. more likely to keep a satisfied mm-hmm. customer if they've got, they've got some kind of issue. So um, great advice there. Uh, one other quick question. What if an SEO is working on a site that actually has a lot of traffic um, already, but traffic Mm -hmm. that doesn't convert that well, it doesn't maybe spend that much time on the page. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there any improvement that can be made there? Or do they just have to accept that um, actually a a better thing to do might even to be to get rid of that traffic to improve the overall user experience on the site? Yeah, that's, that's really good to consider. So in that situation, what I would do, if I notice that I am getting a lot of traffic, because I've been in those situations before, but they're just not converting. Um, that's what I would do for my process is I would stop or start with my money pages, you know, the pages that are my converting pages, so landing pages. So that could be different to everyone that could be in an e-commerce environment, you know, your service pages or not your service pages, so your category pages or your product pages, if it's, you know, more service oriented, your service pages. And so I'd start with those ones and I would see, okay, what, you know, really what, um, how is that page showing up? What are the queries that that page shows up for? And with that, and I'll just get, I'm going to get very tactical for this question because I think that's going to be helpful for people. Um, I would go to Google search console. I would look at those top pages. I would see what queries are getting clicks. Then what I would look at is based on those queries, does that make sense for this particular page because sometimes there's a mismatch or you might see that okay we're 
you know, this page was really supposed to be optimized for this particular phrase, but we're not showing up. And that's when that would get the better traffic. Well, then that's going to be an area where then you're going to re-examine that page and say, okay, you almost have to reverse engineer. Okay, so we're not showing up for a phrase that we know would actually convert. So now let's see who is showing up and what type of pages are those. And that's where it goes back full circle to what I was talking about. So those pages that are showing up, what's the intent of those pages? Does that align with the intent of my page? If not, let's say that it's um, it's just off. Like really, you're going to have to create something that's more article-based and send them back to a product page through there. You're going to have to make those adjustments. But you have to take a look at it to see what's going on with that particular page and um, how are people getting there? And if it's like a really low time on site, so or on page, so you're getting a lot of those clicks, but they're getting there and it's not really addressing their needs or not in a very uh, obvious way, meaning like your H1 is right there telling them that they're in the right place, you know, and you break up the content or you have your buttons, um, you're going to have to do a little bit of tweaking. But um, in that situation, I go on a page by page analysis. Don't just like, okay, our website just in general is just not working. Like just page by page and yeah. start with your money pages. Great advice. So if an SEO is listening to you and really hearing what you're saying and thinking, yes, I need to spend more time on mapping intent and getting better traffic that um, is visiting my web pages, but they're thinking, I don't have much time to actually do this. Mm. What's could they be doing at the moment that isn't as effective um, as this that they probably need to stop doing in order to focus more time on what you suggest? Yeah, so that's, um, and that's hard because I mean, that is basically what I'm telling everyone here is going to take you more time. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's an extra step in your process uh, for keyword research and for optimization. And so what I would say, um, take a look at what is you're spending a lot of time on right now. And so let me give you an example. Um, I spend a lot of time on technical SEO and technical SEO is very important. I mean, we know that. I mean, we have, if the foundation is not solid for our website, nothing else matters. So I'm not saying that that's not important. So this is before I give you the tip. But what I've seen, especially with tools that have a lot of like the automated audits, which are great, and I use them too, is that I've seen a lot of SEOs spend so much time just kind of like going through those and they're not really validating the information. They're sending it off of like, here's all these fixes and they send it to the developer without really looking at what is going to move the needle. Are those things that I'm trying to push through, are they going to really make a difference in my traffic? Are they really fixing the site? Or am I just giving the developer busy work and me busy work? Because now I'm spending my time you know, running these reports, sending them, trying to chase them down. And so um, my word of advice is that, you know, still focus, you got to focus on the technical, but only focus on the things that are really going to make a difference. Um, you know, anything that's indexing or crawling related, obviously those make a big difference. You know, if it's page title related, we got to look at those. But some of the other things, um, don't get bogged down in the little things that aren't going to move the needle for you. And if you kind of take your time away from that, you can put it towards things like making your keyword research a lot deeper. Superb advice. You can find Mindy Weinstein over at marketmindshift.com. Mindy, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2022. Thank you for having me. Check out the rest of the content from SEO in 2022 over at seoin2022.com. <laughs>